Hello, everyone. This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to my podcast for Thursday, February 6th, the day after President Donald J. Trump was acquitted of the ridiculous charges for which the House of Representatives impeached him. I don't very often uh, do timely podcasts, but yesterday I felt that I should opine about the fantastic State of the Union address that President Trump gave. And the very next day, of course, was the vote on impeachment, and uh, he was vindicated, and I felt that I should uh, talk about it. So I have written my uh, newsletter about it today, and I wanted to just share a few things on this podcast, including a few things that I did not put in my article. Uh, the first is I'm going to thank you for listening to the, my podcast. Uh, you know, I've I make a few comments from time to time on uh, how it's growing, and I know it's growing because people like you share it. And, of course, we put it on Facebook. We embed it with other articles on a similar topic. There's lots of ways we try to get it out. But I know that a lot of people follow me. If you don't follow me and subscribe, uh, you can set that up to get the podcast automatically. And, of course, I send it out of my newsletter. I also passed a milestone. It happened a few days ago. I'm not sure exactly uh, when it happened because, you know, people are listening to the podcast just about every minute of every day somewhere. Uh, but I passed 3 million downloads, and uh, to me, that's just stunning. That's from when we started in June of 2015. Uh, the first uh, couple of years, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but, you know, it was much less than 100,000, and then I built it up to a quarter million in uh, 2018. Last year, it was 2.2 million, and this year, it's continuing to grow. Uh, this new podcast uh, did a right around 100,000 its first month, last month, January. And already in February, it's up over 115,000 downloads, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. But I just wanted to give you that feedback because our Charisma Podcast Network is really growing. We have 41 different podcasts, if I remember correctly, and you need to check them out. Uh, a lot of interesting uh, uh, subjects and interesting people that you'll want to listen to. But back to the uh, impeachment. Uh, I wrote my book really before the impeachment thing came up. Of course, they've been uh, saying they're going to impeach ever since really before he was elected. And certainly on the very day he was inaugurated, January 20th, 2017, the Washington Post posted an article just a few minutes after he was inaugurated saying, and the headline said, the campaign to impeach has begun. And uh, it's really kind of like the deep state, in a way, going after him. Uh, a lot of the co uh, Democrats in Congress uh, being part of the deep state, in my opinion. And uh, I wrote in my book, I wrote an epilogue right before it went to press uh, to acknowledge to the reader that the impeachment was happening and that I knew about it. But, of course, when you write a book like that, you know, it isn't like uh, the daily news and there's a, p a point after which you basically don't know what's happening. But, um, you know, I said in there, I quoted Doug Weed, uh, who I did a podcast with just a week or two ago, someone I've known uh, really since I was a teenager. And uh, so we, I've kind of followed his career over the years. But he was on Lou Dobbs two years ago and he said something that is almost prophetic and I write about this in the book, and the uh, the uh, link to that Lou Dobbs report actually went viral recently because he said that our CIA 
uh, is good at uh, helping to have coup d'etat in various countries where we feel that there's a bad actor who's in charge and our interests as a nation are somehow uh, threatened. And so we overthrow duly elected, sometimes duly elected presidents. Now, sometimes these dictators aren't really duly elected. But he was saying we're good at that in the CIA. And he was speculating that our CIA was actually uh, doing what it does, uh, helping to rig a coup d'etat in our country. Who would have thought we have such a stable constitutional government that has been through ups and downs and ins and outs over the years. It stood the test of time. It even survived a bloody civil war. And here the impeachment was really a an attempt to have a coup d'etat. It was like uh, co- the Democrats in Congress felt that because they lacked confidence in the commander-in-chief, the duly elected president, that they could just sort of vote impeachment and get him out of office. That is similar to what they do in the United Kingdom and other countries where they have a parliamentary type of government. They can have a vote of no confidence and trigger a new election. Our elections, uh, by contrast, are every four years, come hell or high water. We've even had them during the Civil War. We had them during uh, World War II, um, you know, when things were very, very serious. But yet we went through the election process and and, uh, reelected Lincoln and reelected Roosevelt in those two instances. I am glad that the impeachment is over. Finally, we can hopefully quit talking about it and talk about other things. But I went back and looked at what I wrote in my epilogue and felt that I could stand by everything that I said, even though, of course, I was you know, talking about the future and none of us really know the future. The one surprise was Mitt Romney. He was the only Republican to break ranks. All of the Democrats voted for guilty All of the Republicans, except Mitt Romney, voted for acquittal. And uh, to me, Mitt Romney is just absolutely disgusting. Uh, He's been known to be a flip-flopper. He has never been a leader, even when he was a governor of Massachusetts. How in the world he got the Republican nomination is beyond me. And I very, very reluctantly endorsed him, mainly because I felt that the Republican Party uh, platform was better than what the Democrats were proposing. But I regret uh, endorsing him. I really do. And uh, there's talk ab- about people in Utah wanting to have some kind of recall vote or impeaching him in some way. I don't really know how all that works. But I think if they do it, it would be uh, justice done. And uh, he has humiliated himself. He's going to go down in history as a traitor to his own party to his own president. He has no credibility at all. He decided that all of his Republican colleagues were wrong and that uh, Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and Gerald Nadler and all the Democrats were right. And uh, really, he's what he is the very definition of what we call a rhino, R-I-N-O, Republican in name only. And to me, that was really the only surprise. Uh, it looks now like President Trump has the wind to his back. He had a great State of the Union address uh, a week before. He signed two huge uh, trade deals, one with China, the other with Canada and, and uh, Mexico. Uh, he now has this acqu- acquittal. The, re- the Democratic Party seems like it's coming apart at the seams. There is no clear front runner. And then there was a debacle in Iowa, which was just a huge embarrassment. And... Uh, 
you know, the talking heads and all the pundits are blaming the good people in Iowa. And uh, my family lived in Iowa when I was a child. I have very fond memories of Iowa. They're good, hardworking Americans, in my opinion. I don't really know what happened. It was, uh, some of it was technological, apparently. Some of it is that they changed the way they wanted to count. And so it was It was just a perfect storm. And uh, now it's a black eye on the state. Uh, people are talking about even them uh, losing their position as the first. Um, it's not a primary. It's a caucus. But it's first in the nation uh, place where they select the uh, the nominee for both parties. The Republicans selected uh, Donald Trump by like 97 percent. I can't even imagine 3 percent didn't vote for him. But that's what happened. And um, – and uh, he carried Iowa last time, and I expected that he's going to carry Iowa again. Uh, I got in my mail a press release from the Concerned Women of America uh, that quoted Penny Nance, who is the CEO uh, of this fine organization, and she issued a statement that I thought was worth putting on my podcast. He said, now that the anticlimactic partisan impeachment is over, we hope that Senate Democrats can take a break from their relentless abuse of power to try to remove the president and instead join him in continuing the great comeback he outlined in last night's State of the Union address. That is what I hear from our Concerned Women for America supporters around the country. The overwhelming sense is that the whole impeachment sham was a total waste of time and taxpayer money. That is why in the middle of all this political theatrics. The president's approval numbers are the highest he has ever had. The people can recognize an injustice when they see it. And what the Democrats did to the president with this impeachment process was completely unjust. The president should be praised with the way he handled the people's business while the whole party dedicated itself full-time to frustrating his every effort on behalf of the American people. They have failed today as they have failed on every attempt before. The president won today, and with him, the American people, too. Uh, The talking heads, even some of the Democrats, I notice, because I was watching a little bit on some of the other uh, news networks, are saying that it's looking very likely that Donald Trump will win. And uh, that's what I think, too. And, you know, I felt even a year ago that all this nonsense had gotten so out of control that the American people would recognize it and that they would just uh, repudiate the Democrats at the polls. I think we even need more Republicans in the Senate to counterbalance uh, the few rhinos like uh, Mitt Romney, and I think that will happen. However, if people think that Donald Trump is going to have a landslide, a lot of people will stay home. Um, A lot of Democrats stayed home in the last election, and that's one reason why Hillary Clinton lost, and she was overconfident. Uh, We cannot let that happen. And in my book, God, Trump, in the 2020 election, uh, I have a whole chapter on why Trump might lose. And that is the number one thing is complacency. The second thing is dishonesty. And we're seeing how dishonest the other side is. And I document this in the book. In fact, I need to do another podcast just about that. Uh, There is, uh, there has been some prophecies Uh, The larger culture, of course, pays absolutely no attention to prophecy, and even a lot of Christians, like I call them kind of the Christianity Today crowd, they don't pay any attention to it either. Of course, they don't believe 
in the gifts of the Spirit. They don't believe that the gifts are for today. They don't think that the prophet is really even a a role that anyone plays in the church, even though it's definitely New Testament. And they say that they are New Testament believers. But um, anyway, I believe the prophets. And in my book, um, you know, I talk about it. Uh, I talk about how there are prophetic voices who speak up. But I wrote in my book that I believe that Donald Trump would survive this attack, and of course he has. I believe the Democrats don't know how to beat him in the polls, but they feel like creating scandals will weaken him and uh, damage him in the eyes of many voters. In my book, I say that the dishonesty on the other side is one of the reasons he might actually lose. Let me reemphasize what I've said in the past. The impeachment is not just about Donald Trump or what he might have said in a phone call to the Ukrainian president last July. It's about the fact that this president has been standing for liberty, including religious liberty and what I believe is righteousness. He has stood with Israel. He is strong. He cannot be intimidated. The attacks are, in my opinion, from the very pit of hell. As a Christian, I believe that Satan is behind this. He is trying to steal, kill, and destroy I believe that Donald Trump has been raised up by God to stop our nation's headlong plunge into total depravity. Trump's presidency, in my opinion, is God's mercy on America, even though we deserve judgment. I'm amazed at how many of my sincere Christian friends are surprised by all of these demonic attacks against the president. But why should we be surprised? Satan hates it when America stands with Israel. He hates it when righteousness and religious freedom are championed. No wonder Satan and his minions have focused their hatred toward Donald Trump. In the larger culture, uh, they don't believe the prophecies that uh, have said that God has raised up Donald Trump and that he'll serve two terms. They could care less about God's will. Even many Christians who are involved in politics look at the trends and often use just the same tactics as their secular counterparts in order to win at the polls. But as a charismatic Christian who believes in the work of the Holy Spirit and the gift of prophecy, I believe what the prophets have said. There's a lot more that I could say. My time is just about up, so I'll wrap this up, and I'll encourage you to subscribe to my newsletter, The Strang Report. And you need to buy the book. I got some records today. The book is selling nicely. Of course, there's still a long time between now and the election, and I hope that it continues to sell. And if you have not read it, I sincerely believe that it will. you'll find it a good read, and I believe that it'll help to answer a lot of questions you might have and even help you when you're in discussions with friends about what's going on in the culture and in the election. And so you can buy it really wherever books are sold, wherever Christian books are sold, and that includes uh, Walmart, which actually took the largest copies, number of copies, but also Sam's and BJ's. Um, Also, of course, Barnes & Noble took a huge number. And it helps us when you go to the store and buy the books uh, because these stores are mercenary. You know, they're just selling stuff. They could care less about Christian books or about getting the word out in any way. If it sells, they carry it. If it doesn't sell, they send the books back to the publisher. And it's harder for other Christian books to be carried because, you know, the the buyers kind of have the attitude, well, nobody buys Christian books. 
So you're really helping the cause if you buy it. Now, I have a special offer, and that is that if you would like a signed copy, and a lot of people do like a signed copy by the author, I have signed a whole bunch of copies, and they are available on our own website for our company. Um, And that website, as I've given it to you before, is GodTrump2020.com. And uh, it's a a shortened version of the book. It's GodTrump2020.com. And if you buy it through our website, in fact, everybody who buys it through the website will get the copy they get will be personally signed by me. And I hope that is a motivation for you to buy it. I hope you want to read it. A lot of books are bought and never read. I hope you buy it and read it and buy a copy or two to give to a friend and talk to people about it. The reason I wrote it was to have a resource for people to help wake up the church, to help people understand how very, very important uh, this election is because, you know, elections come and go. They happen every four years. But for right now, this is the election in front of us. Donald Trump, in my opinion, has been raised up by God. He's given us a reprieve. I believe he'll accomplish a lot of good things in his second term. On the other hand, if any of the Democrats get elected, I think it's going to be all-out war on traditional values, including a lot of things that we uh, believe as Christians and have the rights to believe and to articulate as as under the uh, First Amendment of religious freedom. I really think that would happen. And horror of horrors, someone like Bernie Sanders, who is really a communist, I really believe that. I mean, he took his honeymoon in Russia back before the fall of communism. I mean, he thought that much of the communists. And uh, he's not even really a Democrat in Congress. He's listed as either a social um, social Democrat, and I really should look that up, or an independent. Now, he does caucus with the Democrats, and before he threw his hat in the ring for this election, he switched his party to a Democrat, and that's happened before in both parties. But, I mean, he's really not a Democrat. He's just running on their ticket. He calls himself a socialist or democratic socialist, but it's like one of my uh, friends said that a, a socialist is a communist without a gun. I mean, it is very, very serious, and I'll be opining about this later. Uh, We're going to be digging into uh, really things about Bernie Sanders that you're not hearing in the press. And I just wanted to say that if he gets in, it is very, very, very serious. And Elizabeth Warren is just slightly less dangerous. We need to have our eyes open. We need to understand. We need to understand spiritually what's going on so that we can pray. So I'll leave it there. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Get my book at GodTrump2020.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening. God bless you.